G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm really excited to have the blocks Ronnie and Georgia along for a chat with me on how to renovate for profit. Now, I'm a big fan of these guys, really looking forward to taking you inside their experiences and everything that they've learned while being on the block as well as some of their key tips for renovating for profit. It's going to be a really great episode. Got lots to cover. Let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. G'day, Ronnie and Georgia. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's really great to get the chance to chat with you today. You say that now. Do you know what I mean? Careful <laughs> what you wish for, Jared. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much and uh, forward to it. Well, I, I wanted the real thing. I want the unvarnished uh, truth. And, you know, you guys have so much experience. I'm sure it's going to be great for our listeners, regardless of where we go with this. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a confession to make before we jump in. Um, I was chatting to my wife and uh, she was telling me that she's never actually listened to a single one of my podcasts. And oh. when I told her that I was having you guys on, I think I might have a chance of getting her first listen on this one. So shout out to her. Another subscriber. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, new subscriber. Might even be able to twist her arm for a review if she likes it. <laughs> I love that. But um that's, uh, I guess, a testament to how much of a favourite you are for a lot of um, us here in WA with um, your various appearances on the block. And, and it was awesome to see you back uh, in 2021 and um, didn't quite go according to plan. It was such an awesome, um, you had such an awesome journey along the way, winning so many rooms, didn't you? And, you know, where did things end up for all of our listeners that were under a rock and didn't watch the Things. Yeah, well, we we our journey was, you know, going back as I guess faves. Firstly, there's an immense pressure on your shoulders to be really good, right? The yeah. expectation that you guys know what you're doing. So, um, we definitely felt pressure to perform, and I think having not only that experience of renovating, which we've done in the real world, but I think also having done the block before means that you're able to, you understand how the process works a little bit more. It's, it's not your standard renovation. So obviously you've got time restrictions, you've got suppliers you have to work with, you've got cameras in your face, you're, mm. you're being recorded 24-7. So I think because we had that experience, we sort of enjoyed ourselves a little bit more. And then I think what that translated into is just, and ease of the re- renovation for us. You know, we didn't have that pressure of worrying about the filming process. We could actually just focus on building a beautiful home. And so mm. we did well. We won quite a, lot, quite a lot of rooms. We had a massive budget. So obviously when you win rooms, you win extra money that you can yeah. inject home. So we had the highest spec home without a doubt on the block. And then... I mean, look, things were going our way. We've done it. We did everything possible to create a beautiful house. Um, and I think we did because I think in terms of like the product selections and the style of the home, yeah. we wanted just to appeal to as many people as possible. So we did a very neutral colour palette. We did a really functional floor plan. Um, and then, it, yeah, you come to the auction and... Um, and look, yeah. and, and, you know, the block is a reality TV show and the auction, you know, it's not scripted. 
Um, it's the only thing that the executive producer does not have control over. And it's the only thing we don't have control over. Mm. Yes. You know, going ahead, you know, thinking before the auction, I thought we had a really good chance of winning. But, you know. Well, well, the messaging we were getting from a lot of people was, you know, you guys, you're in a really good position to win this. You've created the best house. You're, um, you've got the most interest from the tracking on the domain website. Yeah. And got eight registered buyers whereas everybody else only had one we had okay, eight wow. people to buy our house and that didn't include danny wallace so danny wallace is kind of like he's the, the bigger <laughs> he doesn't have to register he can rock up he could buy five houses on the day he could buy one house on the day you just don't know and so when danny came into play and then started bidding on everybody else's houses that's where it just mm. just was out hands of up yeah. yeah, and also, look, we because we did have eight registered buyers, you know, we had to go first. Um, I Originally, George and I wanted to go second, but, you know, it wouldn't be fair to put up a house that only has one, one registered buyer and imagine if that got off to a bad start, yeah. It's the time for everybody else. So That's, That sets precedence and then we're all screwed because it's very rare that you have five houses on the same street go on the market on the same day. <laughs> yeah, so, like never. <laughs> yeah, block is, you know, the exception to the rule. Like the prices the block houses get in the air. I mean, we were in Hampton, yes, but we were like not high-end Hampton. We went by the beach, okay. like a little bit of a dodgy-end Hampton. Yeah. So the prices that we got for those houses was Remarkable. next level. Yeah. And it did seem like they were pushing the reserves and everyone was very shocked. That was, I know no one ever likes their reserves on past seasons. I, I can't recall anyone getting their reserve and thinking, yeah, this well, is... Uh... Well, it's interesting you say that because we've obviously had that experience in 2017 when we saw our yeah. reserve, by memory, they were at 2.6. We had qualified buyers buying our house at 2.6. So that meant for us it's going to sell, but how mm. much above that reserve are we going to, like what's mm. our profit walking away with? So we had a very sinking feeling in 2017 and then when the reserves were revealed to us back in 2021 that all the that emotion came back and mm. we were like wow it's happening again because our price guide was 2.6 or 2.8 traditionally mm. reserves are at the higher end of that price guide yeah um reserves were like six hundred thousand dollars higher than the high end of the price guide and we were like no one's making money no one's gonna sell yeah it was it was really hard to watch from home <laughs> being it on was a roller coaster with you it was it was hard to live it, but you know what? Look, we're winning at life, mate. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is Ronnie's comeback. He's like, we made cash. Home. We made three hundred thousand. And yeah. you know what? I think that's the whole thing, right? We are so grateful to walk away with that sort of money tax free, and that is really, um, you know, a, a lot. That makes a big difference in a lot of Australians' lives, and as it does for us, I think. For us, the ego is bruised, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you get lost, into comparisons, and yeah. you know, we saw the cheating scandal and the others that didn't necessarily pull off the best rooms. And I guess as a home viewer, we just we wanted you to do do better and get more because yeah. we felt you deserved it, you know. Thank so. you. And that was a you know that was a particularly hard pill to swallow when other teams on that series who hadn't hadn't done the right thing and hadn't played by the rules and hadn't really respected the process. Um, and in our opinion, didn't have better houses than ours. 
um, were, you know, beat us. And <laughs> that was like, that was a really good follow, wasn't it, Ron? It was, it was. But you know what? We uh, we move on. And, Do we? Uh, we still- <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's already moved on, which is great. <laughs> we made some great contacts in regards to, because we are undergoing a renovation at our house soon. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, you know, all is good, but I could, I could, I can say honestly that the that chapter has closed. Uh, that that journey has finished. For Do you know us. what? I love how you say this, Ronnie. Always <laughs> off again, but I guarantee if he got the phone call and they were like, "Ron," he'd be like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> uh, I don't think I would. <laughs> don't Maybe a little anything. more time needs to pass until yeah. Ron Dog's ready to, you know, yeah. head back to the block. Just all we need is time, mate. All we need is time. Yeah. <laughs> So give us some background on your other renovating experience because um, I was surprised to find out just how much you guys have done and, you know, it's not just appearing on the show for you, is it? No, absolutely not. And the thing was is that um, I'd always watched the block since it started and um, oh, once meeting Georgia, all I remember, because you weren't that invested in the block, were you? Georgia would come in and say, what are you watching? And she'd start yelling at the TV because she's like, what are these contestants doing? Because at that time, we were actually doing our own renovation. You should just irritate me. I was like, I reckon I could do that better. That's a really bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, kind of like, but deep down, I feel like, why are we not doing this? Why yeah. are we not giving this a crack? Yeah. But in terms of our renovation experience, I guess Ronnie's grown up, his dad was a plasterer and, he's, and, and you grew up renovating houses with your family and you moved every other year and yeah I think uh you know watching my dad and I think we'd moved to about five different houses um you know my dad worked extremely hard as a plasterer but um I kind of like the fact that we were moving around to different suburbs because that would mean new primary schools you know new high schools you like that and a new set of friends absolutely oh man I love I love that part. But I think what that kind of showed me is that it is renovating houses is a good way to get ahead. Um, we've done about 14, 15 houses, including the two block houses. Um, and one of the things that was uh, in common with all the renovations is that they were all duplex blocks, duplex or triplex blocks, where you obviously retain the front house, sell off the back block, um, and then renovate the front house and then move on. Um, if, but in hindsight, how funny we had this discussion the other day. We were like, the penny drops for us. I was like, imagine if we just like kept some of those houses. <laughs> Why did we have to sell every single one of them? Because mm. back in the day when you could be in Morley and you could pick up a duplex block for what, 400000 170000 darling, back in the day. Not when I was, when, I, when I came on the scene. When you came house, onto the scene, it was yeah. 300000 yeah. my, my first Morley block was 180000 yeah. Um and that was a corner block. And then I think we only had 300 square metres for that corner block and everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, what is this guy doing? And we ended up selling and we just kept on moving on. But we started off in those, um, like in, in Bedford, Dinella, Bayswater, and then we eventually moved up to Mount Lawley and, uh, and North Perth. But... I think the ones that we made our most money on was those like um, the Bedfords, the Bayswaters. Where, um, where your expenditure is less, you know, you can because yeah. you're you're specking out a house for that sort of demographic, for that market. Therefore, you're okay to put an IKEA kitchen in it. You're okay to put low-spec hardware and tapware because that's what the you, you're just meeting the market. Yeah. It's actually more room for profit. When you and, look at others that are on market, you know, if yours is very well presented throughout and renovated to a nice even standard, you know, you're probably still standing out well, you know. Yeah, the competitions, yeah, exactly. And I guess it just worked really well where Georgia, you know, she could see it instantly 
what the house was going to look like. And all I need to renovate a space is a photograph or an idea. Um, we're very good at making stuff look expensive without spending a lot of money. And, you know, much credit to Georgia because I, I can't do what she does. Um, Can I just interject here? Like if you had seen us, we were having this massive argument about our renovation at our house here and like what you just said then, can you just remind yourself? That was an argument. That, that, that wasn't an argument. That was more like foreplay to me really. <laughs> just, well, just whatever like, gets us going, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that we're both very passionate people, yeah. um, very opinionated in what she wants. And I'm very, I'm looking at, okay, George, that's a great idea, but that's going to, like, I'm looking, I know how much that's going to cost and I'm just trying to come up with a cheaper solution because, of it. you know, I would love to spend a million dollars on this renovation in Bedford, but the reality is we're not going to be doing that because oh, oh, what's the point? I can't even deal with you right now. Oh, my God. You're the one that I have to go, Ronnie, we're not doing that. Ronnie, we're not. Anyway, we digress <laughs> massively. Personal. I guess this crosses over into, you know, some of the realities of, renovating on the block and in the real world how how was how has renovating in real life been different to the emotional roller coaster we see on the block is it is it different or is it same same or i prefer renovating on the block for numerous really okay you know you're going to finish your renovation in 12 weeks so it's done secondly you've got suppliers throwing product at you left right and center and they move mountains for you to have what you need at the drop of a pin so that's good and then also it's like i guess it's going to reflect on them on national television if correct they yeah. can't deliver on time or you know they've, they've got that vested interest don't they yeah and also um you know product innovation like we were using some of the the, the newest products that hadn't even hit the market yet and from a design point of view that's really exciting um and also i think the budgets, whilst they are tight, they're also generous, if that makes sense, because if you can win rooms each week, you can get a bigger budget. So you can do some really exciting things. So, um, And then obviously renovating in real life, it's like... Well, when you're renovating on the block, all your you, seven days or six days a week uh, for 24 hours, you're just thinking on that room. Yeah, okay. Whereas in the real world, you know, you've got uh, school to worry about, you've got doctors to <laughs> worry You've got mortgages, like you've got all of that stuff on the life, block. Real life. You've got real life problems. Yeah. Like when you're in that little bubble, all you're concentrating on is just that room every week. Um, but also, I guess, renovating on the block, you're doing room at a time, which is a yeah. little bit counterintuitive to how you would build a house. But for me, from a creative process, it actually works well. Like I love just being in a room, standing there with my builders going, right, this is what we're going to do and we're mapping it out and we're actually visualising the space there and then. Um, whereas I think with a normal build, it's kind of a more holistic approach. You have to mm. sort of the whole space and how you're going to work it and in which process you're going to build. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I prefer the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, it's, it's very hard, don't get me wrong. Um, once you actually, you lose about 10 kilos, 8 to 10 kilos in those three months, but then you put them straight back on, <laughs> back into the real world. Because it's just not normal. You're only sleeping four or five hours a night. Wow. Nights you're doing all nighters, but you just get so caught up in the rush. In the, it, it, I mean, we had a lot of fun the second time around. Georgia touched on that, and and that came down to the fact that it was our second time, and we were comfortable. We knew what um, we were there to do, and we just wanted to bring it home to WA. You know, but also I think you love the challenge. Like with this renovation we're about to attempt, Ron keeps saying. I reckon we should just like, 
you know, try and do it in like eight weeks. I reckon we can do it in eight weeks. And he's like, try <laughs> to Australia. I'm like, what? Just calm down, Lee. It was not eight weeks. I said six weeks. And I reckon, oh, okay. I, I, reckon <laughs> I reckon we can do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, look, that's to, to wait and see what happens there. Watch this space. Yeah. I guess it might be a bit different when you're living in the house that you're renovating too. I've found that, um, you know, it's harder to plan things. You know, there can be rooms. It's just disruption yep. to the family. So yep. Yeah, we have lived in a renovation before, many renovations as we were doing it, but it was just Ronnie and myself and then Jordano, Ronnie's son, but, you know, we would um, co-parent, so we would have him every other week, so it wasn't so hectic. <laughs> but now planning on living, renovating with two chilled, two kids and we're probably going to start the renovation during winter, um, so it's going to be It's going to be awesome. Chaos. No, it's, it's going to be chaos. No, it's going to be fun because... Um, we weren't a camping family up until about three years ago and, and now we've gone out and brought all the portable kitchens and all of that stuff. So I'll just be setting up one of the rooms as like a makeshift kitchen. Uh, we're going to have a bathroom. It's going to be very comfortable, darling. I think I'll just be Uber Eats. It's going to be my friend. Yeah, it's, <laughs> going, it's going to be fun. But, you know. Do you know what? I can't actually. You, everything you're saying right now is giving me um, like high anxiety. So yeah, I we might have to not be able to continue the interview. <laughs> Like, just don't think about it until you're in it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to think about it until we're in it. But Georgia did touch on it. We did the first eight renovations that we did. We we lived in it, you know. Mm. So, um, but me working, I was a plasterer back in those days. So I would finish work at one o'clock and then come home and work all night. Um, and we just got used to the rendered the process, and we didn't have a lot of cash, so uh, we didn't really have a choice. So, um, yeah, like George said, hindsight's a beautiful thing. If only, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was written all those years ago, I probably would have picked it up and said, let's start keeping it because uh, I had no idea. Well, yeah, that's a good takeaway. And what were some of your takeaways from your two seasons on the block? Do you have any major things that have impacted the rest of your renovating now? I think I think my biggest takeaway from the block is, um, it's a great it's a great lesson um, in illustrating that hard work pays off. As in, you know, you build a house in twelve weeks thanks to just sheer determination and hard work. And when you really put yourself in a position where you have to push yourself to the extreme, it's amazing to see what you can actually achieve. Mm. So that's a really tangible takeaway for us that we love. We always talk about that, and I think that's the biggest lesson we could have showed our kids. Um, we had to be away from there once, but twice, and that was pretty insane. And that definitely had impact on our family. I think the byproduct of that is showing them what hard work looks like. Mm. And so I'm really proud of that as well. In terms of a transfer to a renovation, I mean, I think it's just you become more confident in your process because you're really experienced at it. So, um, you know, are you from a construction point of view, you learned so many amazing things. Yeah, back in the first time we did it in 2017, um, I learned a lot of trades, like, you know, working with my uh, the builders that were chippies, working with the uh, the jib rockers, the plasterers over there. Um, and now those skills that I learned, I actually do that in the real world. So I'm very grateful for that because in what opportunity are you yeah. in, a, in, in a scenario for three months where you're hanging around 24/7. 15 trades for the day and you're helping them? And, you know, so now I do my own tiling. I do my, all my own woodwork. Um, I do my jib rocking. Uh, you know, I was a solid wall plasterer by trade. 
but um, never a gyp, uh, you know, uh, every time I'd get caught up to do a ceiling, I'll I'll say no. But it's funny because in Victoria, is a gyp rocker and a ceiling fixer the same thing? No, they the, they call them plasterers over there, um, but over here we call them um, ceiling well ceiling fixers or solid wall plasterers. So no, they're different things. Okay, well it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I, well I mean, does it? It's all point, out. So actually, I think it does matter. The the, the point is that um, you know for mm. me. Gained I learned, a lot of skills, didn't you? I gained a lot and uh, I'm still using them today and still learning every day. Uh, and that's one thing. I'm not afraid. We've done the impossible. I'm not afraid to build my concrete swimming pool at the back. Like that for me is going to be a heck of a challenge. But I know it's doable. Um, so if there's any uh, concrete pool guys out there listening to this, <laughs> yeah. and find us on Instagram and, like, <laughs> Reach out because I'm all Get for it. So don't know whether no. I think you can. You can do it. Right? All it is is a whole concrete, some yeah. retic pipe, and away you go. You do a bombing. I feel it's- like there's more to it than that. <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in uh, at the end of the video on how the how the pool went. Perhaps <laughs> maybe that's a whole episode of podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I asked um, you to put together some tips for runners listing on how to yeah. renovate while you know still adding a high perceived value without you know, a huge cost attached to it. So what are some of the tips you'd give people when they're doing their own renovations? Yeah, I think you should definitely um, from the get-go plan and then just plan again. You can never be over-prepared and in that it includes doing your due diligence and just really understanding what your project's going to look like so you can go into it with a real clear mindset. So how much of that do you guys do before you purchase and how much do you do after? that's probably a good... For us personally, you know, when we were buying and flipping properties, we were always looking at properties that were subdividable. Um, and so we would obviously reach out to councils, um, inquire about the zoning, and then also only really buy and sell properties in areas that we were very familiar with. It, it's all part of the process, really understanding mm. what, what, you, what you're taking on. Um, and then on that note as well is also those real estate agents... Yes, they might be pesty, but they are your best friends. And if yeah. you want to do a career, you do have to take them out for lunches and coffees and really pick their brains because, you know, these are the guys, um, you know, getting these listings. And if you take a couple of agents out to lunch and, you know, befriend them, play golf with them, you know, they might they might pick up the phone and actually call you up first for a house that they've just won a listing on. So, yeah. you know, get because back in the day when we were renovating houses, every man and his dog was doing it. So yeah. if you have those relationships uh, with real estate agents in the areas that you're familiar with, um, and that's something that, you know, you had to know straight away when you were on realestate.com, if a new property came on, you've only got literally minutes to win it because... But actually, even it's not even that. It's actually getting the listings before they hit the market. Yeah. Um, so if you can get the intel, so, you know, that we've bought many properties before it actually even hit the market. Just because we had those pre-established relationships, um, we had a lot of agents who understood what we did, and you know, we put the fillers out saying, "Hey, we're looking for our next development," and then they would just come to us. So it is about yeah. establishing really good relationships with people in the know. Yeah. I mean, that's transferable to yeah. anybody. But we'd industry, all, really, isn't it? <laughs> we'd, we'd always do the no, right thing. You say it's obvious, but you know, most people um, try to do everything themselves and don't leverage that knowledge that they can find out from the agent. You know, if you're planning your reno it's good to find out what they think it might sell for if you did these things and work backwards you know so that you're not spending too much and is that market if you're if you're innovating to sell 
what is that market looking for? Yeah, uh, exactly. What's important? Buy twos or do they value a swimming pool or is it more about the grass or is it, you know, it's there's all those sort of things that you really, really absolutely should pick the brain of your real estate agents because they, they're they the ones in the know. I think secondary was um, understand your budget when it comes to a renovation and really stick to it. Like you've got to be on top of that stuff because if you've set, let's say, 200K for a renovation and it blows out to 300K, well, that's just cutting into your profits. So it's really being um, efficient with budget management and um, and like a flow on of that is when you're when you're working, you need to get multiple quotes because you don't want to always accept the first quote. You got to get, you know, we would generally not now because we've got our set trades, but in the beginnings, we would always be getting two or three quotes, and you would be so surprised with how much oh, yeah. they vary. Yeah, especially in this market, it's like the moment someone gets busy, they'll just yeah. double their price and see how many of those they can pick pick up, and yeah. you know, you get a couple of quotes, and it can be like. That some can be double what others are and you yeah. know, do that a few times across your whole reno and all of a sudden you've saved 20 yeah. or 30 grand. So. But you don't always want to accept the cheapest quote because sometimes yeah. that's a rework. So you do pay for what you get. So you just have to be a bit smart and a bit, you know, do your research when it comes to your trades as well. You know, give me some of the addresses of other works you've, you know, other projects you've worked on and do drive-bys and check it out. So, yeah, and then I, I guess. For me, what I used to do back in the day if I didn't know the trades, if I actually was driving my car and I actually saw a tradie uh, doing something, doing some decking um, at, at the front of someone's house, I'd stop and talk to them, look at their work um, because that was also a good way. Yeah, uh, that's a great way of actually seeing their work and talking to them um, and then, you know, say, look, mate, I'll give you a call in a couple of weeks. That would always work. Um, and then also, like, when you're renovating for profit, don't be afraid to do the work yourself. Like, yeah. what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, yes, you might screw up. But these days with YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, there's so many how-tos out there. Um, I think within reason, right? So obviously you wouldn't do plumbing and you wouldn't oh, do sparky no, 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 work. No, of but not. you could definitely give painting and tiling a bit and demo a crack for sure. Yeah. And you certainly don't want to do anything that's going to cheapen your end value because, you know, not everyone's a great painter like you, Ronnie. Um, I, I see people say, oh, I'm going to paint the house myself. I come and... It's just slopped everywhere and I'm like, oh, man, you've, you shouldn't have. <laughs> but you can save a lot if you are prepared to put in the sweat equity, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. And when you're thinking about how to distribute your budget, you invest in rooms that you're going to get a return on. So that's always your kitchens and your bathrooms, right? So don't be afraid to spend the money on your kitchens. Don't be afraid to spend your money on the bathrooms. And then, you know, living area, oh, floor plan also, you've got to get the flow of a house, right? And if you've never renovated in that suburb before, you know, make a habit of going to, to home opens on yeah, a Saturday day yeah. in that price point. If you think your house is going to be worth 800000 by the time you finish it, go and have a look at $800,000 houses <laughs> and see what your competition is. But we would always do the right thing with the real estate agents. If an agent had actually called me up and said, Ron, we've got this, we've just got this new listing, come and check it out. Um, the deal I would make with the agents is that they would always sell the back block. So, you know, they they would sell the house very quickly and then they know in a couple of months that that block was going on the market. So they would get the listing. So it almost becomes like a double commission for those. So, yes, agents can be annoying, but they can also be (laughs) your friend. That can actually make you a lot of money. Yeah, I've definitely, in my recent 
searches for property found that befriending the agents is the only way that you're going to find something in this market and then get enough information from them so that you know where to come in at because it's just so hard when when people just have offers on the price point you know where do you go with that so yeah and, and look i can speak like that about agents because I used to be a real estate agent, Mount Lawley, for four years. one of us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I loved it. I learned so much. And it was interesting because we were renovating houses in Mount Lawley and uh, I'd never forget Stuart Irving from Irving and Keenan. Uh, he approached me because he was selling our rear block and he was like, Ronnie, have you ever thought about becoming a real estate agent? I was like, oh, man, look, Stuart, I, can't, I don't own a suit. I can't use a computer, but I'll see you on Monday. I, you know, for me, it was like a... a a no-brainer. I got to see how um, how the other end of flipping houses is, and I really, really loved it. But for me, using my hands, that's where I get uh, my most pleasure and enjoyment out of. Um, that sounds so dodgy. No, but, you know, <laughs> maybe when my body gives up, uh, I could always go back to real estate um, when I'm older because I actually I made great friends and learnt a lot. But, you know, we also use that to our advantage now. So... Was there any other tips we haven't covered in the six? I can't remember where we got up to. <laughs> oh, another, you know, another really quick and easy one to do is just, you know, a fresh coat of paint. Don't underestimate the value of a fresh coat of paint. Um, and it's actually, you know, it's to paint a house. You, are, you know, if you think you're up for the challenge, you can do it yourself and it's really just materials and a bit of elbow grease. Um, so it's quite a cost-effective way to completely transform it, honestly. Mm. If you're renovating to sell, select lovely, bright, neutral colours, as in just whites, so it keeps it fresh, makes the space seem bigger. You never want to go polarising colours like feature walls and stuff mm. because, you know, you just want to, when you're selling a house, you want to get 10 people walk through the house and you want 10 people to want to buy it. So, yeah, I think that's, I think we almost covered all of them. Well, I know we could talk for days. Um, mm. We've got to cap it somewhere so that uh, it's the, you know, nice, nice time just for someone to get to work or go on their, uh, go to their gym. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, um, what have you both been up to since the show aired in September? What's uh, life been? Been really nice to just be, well, <laughs> We got stuck in Sydney because of COVID and Ron was filming Celebrity Apprentice over there, So, which sits, sets to air in, I think, maybe May or June. In May, in May. Um, so luckily, yeah, Georgia and the kids joined me in Sydney, which was fantastic, but we got out of there just in the nick of time, quarantined for two weeks um, at home. And, uh, and now I'm back in the real world, um, you know, looking after my renovation HQ, which is my business. And George has uh, been incredibly busy with, um, you know, doing a, a ton of collaborations. Yeah, it's funny how you sort of you fall into, obviously, a byproduct of being on a TV show is your social media following, which is amazing. And so then, yeah, we've just been doing collaborating with some amazing brands and creating you know, I guess organic content, which is, is, you know, it's quite challenging because from an influencing point of view, you have to come up with, you know, creative ideas and you have to shoot it and you have to edit it and you have to report on, you know, traction and like it's it's a whole, it's not just like stand there and take a photo, <laughs> quite a process and yeah, um, yeah it's, so we've been just incredibly busy with all yeah. that stuff but also really just working on our house, which is our next biggest project. We'll be filming that and creating a series and it's just getting a whole pile of sponsors on board. And, um, yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, we're very, very excited with, with what this year. We're also off to shoot another TV show for Channel 9 on the East Coast, which now we can finally travel because the restrictions. Oh, that'll are... be much easier then. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be an insanely busy year, but we're we're ready for it. Yeah, we are ready for it, and uh, it's interesting. You know, I have been working for the last four weeks, but uh, in the last probably three weeks, I've actually been listening a lot of your uh, listening to your podcast, Jared. And, no, good uh, one. Unlike your wife. So there you go, Ronnie. <laughs> I've got to admit that, um, you know, I wasn't much, I never listened to a podcast before, but um, I was like, you know what, because uh, you touched base in November. You called me up. Yeah, and, originally spoke then, didn't we? Yeah, and I was like, you know what, just, you know, send us a text message with one of your links. And I started listening. I was like, wow, man, this guy really knows what he's talking about. So uh, congratulations, mate. Um, mm, I was cheers. Like, put on a lot of friends to to your podcast. So um, well done, mate. And uh, I... I really applaud that. So other than doing um, some work at my place, um, yeah. <laughs> which I really, really appreciate. Um, no worries. Is, Karina's going to be very excited to have use of their laundry again now. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. <laughs> that was so, uh, what's some of the ways that you can help listeners with their renovation projects? What are some of the big things you get in, involved with? And- well, yeah, I mean, Ron's really a jack of all trades, aren't you, Ron Dogs? Yeah, I am. Um, and depending on like what's going on in our lives, because we've got the yeah, extension. Yeah, your project coming up. I can't take on anything too big, but I'm quite happy to do small jobs. You know, I advertise just like all tradies out there on high pages, but. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can reach yeah. out if they've got, you know, something to do. Through, you know, social media, Instagram. I, I'm taking a few interior design clients on, but I'm quite time poor. So I'm sort of limiting. Again, that's not something that I advertise, but it just sort of comes to me and falls in my lap a little bit. So mm. like with the jobs that I take on. But um, yeah, I enjoy yeah, I, mean, I enjoy working with people. And, and more importantly, you enjoy working with me because sometimes it's like uh, they want black us to go out to. They want the double whammy. They want the double whammy. And then whammy. when they get it and they're like, oh my God, oh, this, is, this is crazy. What have we done? <laughs> And they're like, well, they want an authentic lock experience, don't they? So, you know. Well, they get it because that's, look, that's that's who we are. Like one tip, if anyone ever wants to go on a reality TV show, just please be yourself because otherwise it's, it's going to become very messy. You're going to get unstuck. Um, and unfortunately, that's just who we are, you know. Unfortunately. Oh, I mean, look, that's, well, unfortunately, uh, that was the wrong <laughs> word, but that's who we are if uh, yeah, we're just both very opinionated and very packed. Passionate people, I guess. I like it. Well, Never gonna get by you, right? <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to try and have you back again in the future. Maybe we can touch a bit deeper on some of your maybe your most recent reno we can go yeah. a bit yeah. further into. And by then, uh, I'm sure we'll have all seen uh, Celebrity Apprentice, so we can probably have a few more things to talk about there. Rondog, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, you do well. Do we need to pre warn people about this or not? About what? Oh, mate, what could possibly go wrong oh. with the wrong <laughs> Unleashed for two months, mate. No Georgia. You don't understand. Like I was the leash that just rained Ronnie in on the block. Like there was ah, like constant. This could be on. trouble then. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't there, so who knows, guys? No, it's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's going to be good viewing. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, catch you again soon. Absolute right. pleasure, Jared. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jared. Cheers. See ya.